Hey everybody, Ben here from the Bono Podcast, and it's FAQ time. I completely forgot we were due for an FAQ in May, and uh, it landed this week. So we left it a couple of days for everyone to kind of digest it, digest the changes, and um, potentially lose their minds on the internet every now and again. It's been quite interesting the last few days. Much, much salt. Anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to go through just the changes from the May 2021 FAQ. Um, I think everything else out there has been very well kind of digested. So we'll just look at the things that are new for this time around. So we'll talk through them and then I'll give my kind of overall thoughts and I guess some key watch outs for things that potentially have changed up a little bit for your favorite teams. So um, what we've got here is the document. It's uh, in the show notes and in the podcast link. Um, so just click it there and have a look or just google blah blah faq it's the may version here so let's begin shall we um our team re-rolls that are not spent during the first half lost for the second half as it states that only spent team re-rolls are replenished and unused ones are not carried over uh, you know i hadn't even considered that as a rule thing basically it says no what it means is that team will always start each half with their full complement of re-rolls so don't worry you're not going to lose re-rolls if you don't use them that would be, and that's a really interesting um, linguistic choice there. I hadn't even considered that. Rerolls stay the same as you've probably been playing them, which is if you've got three rerolls on your team roster, you start both halves with three rerolls. If you use three rerolls, you get three rerolls in the second half. If you use two rerolls, you use you get three rerolls in the second half. Everything is fine. Um, next one we got is when the sweltering heat result is rolled on the weather table, is a single D3 rolled to determine the number of players from each team affected. Or do both uh, coaches roll their own D3? A single D3 is rolled. And the same uh, result is applied to each team. I really like that. I I mean, I think that's what we were doing anyway. But uh, I think it's really, it's just, they've done a really good job nerfing the kickoff table. Making it slightly more balanced. Played a couple of games of sevens this week and uh, Blitz. It's just fine. Like, and we, we've played loads of Blood Bowl 2020 and Blitz is just fine. And Sweltering Heat being dropped down to D3 and it's equal for both teams. Perfectly, perfectly acceptable result then. Um, okay, next. Is there a set order in which coaches buy inducements or is it done simultaneously? Inducements are bought by both teams simultaneously. So the old way of uh, lowest person buys first, etc. Or highest person buys first and then they get the difference. Gone. We kind of knew that anyway, but there's another bit here. Uh, do inducements purchased at step four of the pregame sequence um, add to a team's current team value when CTV is recalculated when working out which team is the underdog? Yes. And there is another bit here um, which plays into that, which I can't remember seeing. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. So basically, when it comes to inducements... You calculate your team value, so I'm 1100, he's 1200, I get 100k in petty cash, and then we both look at our list and go, right, I've got 100k petty cash and I've got 50k in my treasury, um, you know what, I can spend that 50k and buy a wizard, and my opponent's looking at his treasury and he's got 50k in there and he's thinking, you know what, I need a keg for this match, I can spend that. And there's less maths to do overall. Um, it's not as formulaic as the old way, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. And it does mean that if you've saved up cash, you can spend it in a match uh, instead of if I spend this cash, I'm going to have it's it's interesting. It's an interesting way of doing it. I don't I don't hate it. It's going to be fine. Then once you've bought stuff, you recalculate your current team value. And um, the, that difference is used for underdog bonuses for rolling on the, on the prayers to nuffle table. So in that example, if I had 100k uh, uh, petty cash 
and then I spent 50k and my opponent spent nothing well I'd be over 50k on my CTV and they would get a prayers to nuffle which is fine it's it's going to happen every now and again, I think. Uh, what happens if a team cannot nominate a kicking player uh, as all their players are on the line of scrimmage or in a wide zone? Just pick a dude from the line of scrimmage instead. I wonder if that's going to affect how kick works. Haven't looked into that. I think kick might say can't be used unless you're like can't be used if you're on the line of scrimmage, um, which again is the proper thing I think. Um, when a blitz result is rolled on the kickoff table it states one player may perform a blitz action and one may perform a throw teammate. Are these included in the D3 plus 3 players that can be activated or additional? These are included in the D3 plus 3 which I think none of you will be surprised by. Uh, can a coach attempt to argue the call if a player is sent off as a result of the officious ref result on the kickoff table? No. So if your coach is sent off, you cannot argue stuff. Again, I think that just confirms how most people would play it. Um, just bringing up the kick skill on my phone because I think that's quite apt for us to look at now. Um, if this player is nominated to be on the kicking player, uh, you may... Interesting. If this player is nominated to be the kicking player during a kickoff, you must choose to half... Oh, you may choose to halve the result of the d6 to determine the number of squares that the ball deviates. Okay, that's interesting. So if you do have a kick player and everybody is on the line, as all their players are either on the line of scrimmage or in a wide zone, you can still choose a player on the line of scrimmage to be kicked. So if you've got a kick lineman, you can still deploy him on the line if everybody is on the line or in the wide zone. Minor thing, but may, camp, may come up. Um... If a tie is rolled for pitch invasion, uh, is a single oh yeah, if it is a single D three roll to determine the number of players from each team affected, or do both coaches roll a separate D three? Single D three, same as sweltering heat. Uh, the rules for team turns state that a team turn ends when all eligible players have been activated. However, the rules for player activation state that coaches are not obliged to activate a player. Does this mean that coaches can choose to end their turn without activating all of their eligible players if they wish? Yes. So fantastic to have that confirmed. Okay, we've got a, a meta one here. What exactly is a blitz action? A blitz action is a single declared action that comprises both a move action and a block action. If a player declared a blitz action is forced to lose its action, then it will lose the entire blitz action. That is going to come up in a second. Does a player that declared a blitz action have to perform the block action as part of their blitz action or can they choose not to? They may choose not to. However, this will still use the team's blitz action for the turn. Same as it used to be. That's good. Can a player declare a blitz action even if they have no target in range? Yes, they must still declare a target of the, of the block action even if there is no target in range and this will still use the blitz action as necessary. So you can still rage activate a minotaur even if no one is in range to punch them and you can wander off and do your very own thing. That's going to be useful for all those animal savagery players out there and wild animal to be fair. Uh, can a... well we've done that, that's fine. Um, when resolving a throw-in, is the square in uh, which has the Blood Bowl logo from the throw-in template on it treated as the first square or as square zero? So this one says that first square is treated as zero and you are instructed to pass go, collect 200 gold pieces and turn to page 51 of the book where we got the graphic and we can just double check that nothing major has changed. I don't think it is. I think that's basically what happens before. Um, uh, 
I don't know. I guess that clears it up nicely, actually. So square zero is the first, is the last square the ball, the ball was wholly on the pitch, and that becomes square zero. So depending on how you've been doing it, it may give you an extra square on the throw-ins. That's going to be a little bit tougher for sevens than elevens, but it'll be fine. Uh, what happens if a player suffers a characteristic reduction as a result of an injury, but the characteristic would be reduced is already at its minimum value? For example, strength one player that suffers a dislocated shoulder minus one strength. If a player that suffers a characteristic reduction is already at their minimum value, it cannot be reduced further. Instead, we hate you and roll again on the lasting injury table until a different result can be applied. So that sucks. Um, there's definitely been times where you're like, ah, oh, my Adj1 dude got Adj busted down to Adj1. It's going to be fine. Uh, and these days, sorry, like, you know, it'll be um, Adj6+. plus. Uh, right, you know what? You just roll again until something else happens. So snotlings getting permanent injuries, you know, definitely a very bad thing. But they're 15k, so maybe just buy another one. Um, if a player converts a deflection into an interception, will they gain two star player points for the interception or three star player points? One for the deflection and two for the interception. It is two total. Uh, basically, you get a deflection or an interception, whichever is better, which I approve of and I think makes sense. So uh, what have we got next here? Um, what happens if a player rolls a random skill and gains one they could take but couldn't actually use, such as if a player with a no hands trait gained the catch skill. In these instances, roll again until they gain a skill they could actually use. That is fantastic. I really like that. I just really like that. I think that's useful. So you can go and try and get a random uh, dodge result for your white. And if you get, you know, diving catch or catch or something like that, you can just re-roll it. So we might have to run the numbers there to see how likely it is for your white to get bludge because bludge step with foul appearance is pretty sweet. Uh, can players that are prone, stunned, or have lost their tackle zone still use skills such as dodge, block, sidestep, or wrestle? No. So this is a big takeaway from this that I think a lot of people knew about anyway, but it's nice to have written down nice and clear. No. A player that is prone, stunned, or has lost their tackle zone, okay, so hypnogaze, bonehead, uh, animal savagery when there's no one to punch, cannot use any skills or traits unless it's specifically stated that they can so for example foul appearance says this always works forever and ever and ever amen not the case now so no if you bonehead you lose block if you get hypnogaze they lose blodge so hypnogazing wood elf war dancers could be a really good way to destroy them um so good good pick up here this is really key we've already learned the hard way that mighty blow doesn't work on defense now, none of your skills work if you don't have tackle zones. So definitely going to be a little bit crunchy on the pitch sometimes. You're going to have to be like, actually, that bonehead guy um, doesn't get to use their traits or skills. So potentially loses block if you've got it. Mighty blow as well, um, unless it says you can use it. So it's going to take a bit of reading, but I don't think it's going to be long before we figure it out. Um, if a player attempts to dodge away from a player with a diving tackle skill and fails the dodge roll, but then uses a reroll and succeeds, can the player with diving tackle use this skill on the reroll attempt? Yes. So diving tackle works the same way it used to, which is you get to apply it to either one or both. Um, what happens if the ball lands in the tackle zones of multiple players from the same team with the diving catch skill? Each player gets to try and catch the ball. Uh, in an order chosen by the controlling coach. That's pretty good. So if you've got a couple of diving catch players and they're next door to each other, 
they both get a chance to catch it. That's fantastic if there is Hail Mary Pass. Oh no, that's foreshadowing. Hail Mary Pass, we're going to talk about that. Um, what happens if the ball... Ow, my hand again, for goodness sake. What happens if the ball lands in the tackle zones of multiple players from opposing teams with the diving catch skill? So each player may attempt to catch the ball in an order chosen by the active team's coach. So if you've got a defense, if you've got a diving, tackle, a diving catch dude and they've got a diving catch dude, you're the one throwing the ball, you get to decide who goes for the catch first. My advice is your guy. Uh, can the dodge skill be used on moves outside of a player's activation, um, such as those provided from on the ball or a blitz result from the kickoff event? No. The dodge skill can only be used to re-roll a dodge roll during that player's activation during their own team turn. So if you're on the blitz, dodge does not work. Team rerolls don't work on the blitz anyway. And interesting, this is going to uh, affect on the ball too. Uh, and you won't be able to use a team reroll. So on the ball with a player, even if he's got Dan, dodge is going to be a bit tough. But I think that's potentially fine. I mean, no one throws anymore, right? Um, if a player with a safe pair of hand skill is targeted by a block action performed by a player with the strip ball skill, and they suffer a pushback result, can they still use safe pair of hands? No. So strip ball basically uh, removes sure hands and uh, safe pair of hands. Makes sense. If a player with a safe pair of hands skill is knocked down and there are no empty squares for them to put the ball in, what happens? Uh, safe pair of hands at that point stops working and it bounces as normal. Can the sure feet skill be used on moves outside of a player's activa activation, e.g. blitz? Uh, no, sure feet can only be used during that player's activation. Same as dodge. Can the pro skill be used... <sighs> Same again. No, it can only be used during that player's activation. If a player has both the pro and brawler skills, can they re-roll a single both down result for brawler and then use the pro skill to attempt to re-roll another dice from the dice pool? Yes, so long as the same dice isn't re-rolled more than once. And if you want to see how mathematically brawler and pro work, go watch one of our Theory Thursdays where we talk about... I think it's just pro. I think go watch the pro episode. We break down the numbers on that. If a player with the found appearance skill is chosen as the target of a blitz action, when do they roll to see if the action is wasted? As soon as the blitz action is declared. This will mean that if they fail, they lose their entire action, including movement and the block part. So, found appearance, getting better here, um, potentially, depending on how you read the rule before. I hadn't considered it, which is interesting. So, um, Minotaur, because there's always a Minotaur on my desk, at least one. People have been asking to bring up Minotaur Monday, and I think I think I'm going to have to make that happen. So Minotaur declares a blitz on um, something with foul appearance. Let's go for a cheeky white. Rolls the dice. Is he too angry to blitz? No, you get that. Then you roll foul appearance. You roll a one for foul appearance. This guy doesn't even move. So some people have gone. This is crazy. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Actually, if you if you've ever played Warhammer Fantasy Battle, it's it's akin to a fear test for the charge. Okay, so you're like, right, let's go punch that. No, I don't think I'm going to want to do that. Uh, it's different, I guess, running at someone, deciding to run at someone, than it is to run kind of near them or past them. Um, potentially, I mean, if there was like a bear, would I want to run at the bear screaming? Would I be more likely to run past the bear? I think I'd be, I'd be more okay running past the bear than I would running at the bear screaming. So I guess I kind of understand blitzing. Uh, never blitz bears. 
I feel like that's a, a reasonable safety announcement. Um, so we've done that. That's quite cool. I like that. I think that does boost up Nurgle ever so slightly. Um, I mean, it's always fun to blitz stuff, but kind of historically, you'd just run up to them, tag them at least. At least you'd mark them. That's going to be different. Um, can any of the passing skills that are used when performing a pass action also be used when performing throw teammate? No, 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 no. We all knew that already, and it's very sad. Uh, is a Hail Mary pass treated as a long bomb when determining any modifiers for testing accuracy? Yes. So this is interesting. So we need to talk about Hail Mary pass now. So let's have a look. Oh, I've lost my flipping page now where my skills were. So basically this means that you are suffering minus three to your passing quality test, or whatever it's called now, your passing skill test when making a cheeky Hail Mary pass. This is going to affect you bombers out here. And also, um, oh, it's always great fun to get a couple of catches with diving catch and a dude with Hail Mary and just lob it up there always has been great fun and has been remarkably effective so for those players that always wanted a different thing to do that was kind of the best way to do it so hell merry pass when this player performs a pass action or throw bomb action the target square can be anywhere on the pitch and the range ruler does not need to be used a hell merry pass is never accurate regardless of the result of the passing ability test it will always be inaccurate at best a passing ability test is made and can be re-rolled as normal in order to determine if the Hail Mary pass is wildly inaccurate or is fumbled. A Hail Mary pass cannot be interfered with. This skill may not be used in a blizzard. So, the way Hail Mary pass reads is you have to make a passing ability test. For example, Snotling with Hail Mary pass, passing 4+, you need to roll a 4+, okay? Now it is minus three because it's now treated as a long bomb. So it is now basically bad all of the time. Because remember, anything less than a one is uh, wildly inaccurate or one or less. So at minus three, you are looking at one, two, three, all wildly inaccurate. A natural one being a fumble. A roll of a four being reduced to a one, which is wildly inaccurate, and then a five and six just being inaccurate. So Helmary Pass definitely got hurt here, and uh, it's a, it's a bit of a shame. However, if they were finding that the Helmary Pass throw game was too effective, uh, then fair enough, I guess. Uh, it does just hurt the little snotling guys, which is a massive shame because it is great fun. However, it's kind of how the rule was written before, I guess, but the long bomb modifier basically means that Hail Mary Pass <laughs> Hail Mary Pass with a bomb is going to result in your bomb throwing around you, which is quite interesting. Uh, if a player with leader is re-rolled, is removed from the pitch uh, before their re-roll has been used, then the re-roll would be lost. If the player would subsequently return to the pitch after recovering a KO or something, is the re-roll available? Yes. So you get to use that leader re-roll once per turn as long as your dude is on the pitch when you get to do it, even if they're stunned. Um, if multiple players on the team have on the ball, can they all move if an opposition player declares a pass action? Yes, if their controlling coach wishes. So this is cool. So we finally got an argument for uh, a couple of people to have on the ball or a couple of comedian skinks on your team because if someone throws a pass, they get free movement. But remember, as we've, as we've seen, you don't get to use pro or dodge if it isn't your turn on your activation. Uh, what else have we got now? Can a player with the guard skill still provide offensive and defensive assists when they've lost their tackle zone? No. Losing tackle zone, you lose your everything fun. Okay, so Ogre, Bonehead, goodbye guard. 
if yeah, it's we knew this. Okay, Hypnogaze kind of got buffed. This is really useful. Um, can the guard skill be used to provide offensive and defensive assists when the player is performing a foul action? Yes. I'm not sure. I'm not. Okay, fine. I'm not sure that's different. Um, if a player with multiple block also has the grab skill, can they place the second opposition player that they blocked into the square that was initially occupied by the first opposition player that they blocked? No, as both blocks happen simultaneously. Uh, kind of a, an edge case, perhaps, but it means you can't just shuffle guys sideways. They have to end up in different squares. So, yeah, fine. Happy with that. Uh, when a player with the multiple block skill declares two adjacent opposing players as a target of that block, do both opponents grant defensive assists to each other if there are no other players from the active team marking it? No, which is awesome. So uh, strength five, strength four guy with multiple block against two strength three guys. Now nah, it's always going to be bad, isn't it? <laughs> All right, they just don't get the assist. Um, does the free foul action from pile driver happen before or after making the armor roll uh for the player being down after so long as the player is still on the pitch so you punch them you knock them down you roll armor after the armor roll you can pile drive them and that's that's got that's has got interesting here guys the pile driver skill states that the player performing the block action may then perform a free foul action against the knockdown player does this free foul action mean that it does not count towards the team's one foul action per turn, or does it mean that the player can perform this action for free? This means the player may perform this action for free. This skill cannot be used if the team has already used their foul action for that team turn, and if used will mean that another player cannot also make a foul action during the same team turn. So, if you've fouled, you can't pile drive. If you pile drive, you can't foul. If you've got two dudes with pile driver, you lose blood bowl, okay? Because you cannot use both of them. You cannot use that skill. I I ah, I think it's a bit of a shame. I think it's probably fine and it's not going to come up very much anyway, but I guess let's be let's be let's be constructive about this. Further on down the line, if a team's got three, four players with pile driver. Throwing those extra fouls has, is risky, but it is going to hurt the game. Okay, so if you can't, that's going to be it, it. Protecting that, I guess, is right. I feel like they should have just said pile driver skill can be used once per turn per team. That's it. One dude can pile drive, one dude can foul, and if you've got the black goblin, another dude can foul. But that's not the case. This uses your foul action. So, pile driver. Uh, it's still fun on the death roller because your dwarves aren't going to be fouling that often. And uh, when it comes to the old snotlings, potentially still good fun to put on a pump wagon um, because you get plus two and maybe one of your trolls is going to have guards. So plus three with a cheeky pile driver could be really good fun. Um, if a player with animal... This is, this is really good. This is good clarification here. If a player with animal savagery knocks down a friendly model, are they forced to use claws, mighty blow, pile driver, etc.? Um, or they can, or can they choose not to? The only skills which the opposing coach may use uh, if a player with animal savagery punches their own friend uh, is claws and mighty blow plus X. In this case, treat the knockdown as being the result of a block action. So um, if you've got pile driver and you don't want to lose your foul action, you're now covered. So it's, it's a little bit better. Uh, claws and mighty blow is going to hurt you a little bit. Um, but I personally think it's worth it. 
if you've got a rat ogre that needs to blitz and it's going to cost you a snotling or a line rat, you know what, I'm okay with it because they were probably going to die anyway and this way I get to attack with my strength 5 frenzy claws mighty blow dude. So I'm alright with that. Uh, if a player with animal savagery knocks down a teammate that hasn't activated yet during their turn, can the knockdown player still activate it provided they haven't been stunned or removed from the pitch? Yes they can. So it doesn't cause turnover just they get to stand back up if they've still got legs what assists if any does a ball and chain player receive when they are forced to block a friendly player none if a player deflects a bomb but fails to convert it into an interception will it scatter from the square they are in or will they drop it it scatters uh, from the square they are in in the same way as a deflected ball which is fine uh, which means they don't drop it in their square it drops next door to it's going to be bad for them anyway but it's always worth a shot isn't it um can a player with the chainsaw trait choose to perform a standard block action instead yes but not very fun is it uh can a player with hypnotic gaze perform the hypnotic gaze special action in the same activation in which they've declared something else block blitz etc no hypno gaze is a special action and therefore must be declared at the start of player's activation like all other actions the hypno gaze special action allows the player to move before they perform the hypno gaze special action if they wish that's fine so you can't blitz then hypno gaze that would have been fun uh, the secret weapon trait states that at the end of a drive in which they participated will they will be sent off for committing a foul does this mean you can argue the call in this instance yes it does uh, for scoring additional league points, uh, will a team score the additional plus one for conceding zero touchdowns only if their opponent concedes the game having not scored a touchdown? Or does this mean the team simply needs to not concede a touchdown during the game? A team will score this bonus league point if their opponent fails to score any touchdowns. Fine. Uh, when rehiring players, does the agent's fee of 20,000 gold pieces apply for each previous season, including the one that's just finished? Yes. Can a team with Masters of Undeath special rules still attempt to raise the dead if the Necromancer has been sent off? Yes. Uh, what happens if Grom Brindle gives the Mighty Blow plus one skill to a player that already has it? Nothing fun happens. No effect. Okay. Yeah, all right. That would have been a clever, clever way to sneak in Mighty Blow plus three on a player or something. That'd be wicked. Uh, can Grom Brindle use his wisdom of the white dwarf to give another star player one of the listed skills yes even the most decorated of players can benefit from the glorious wisdom of the white dwarf um oh we've got another couple of bits here as well um uh stalling oh this is stuff that just changes bullet points and things like that so stalling uh if the player is able to move into the opposition's end zone without needing to roll any dice this includes but is not limited to dodge leap that kind of stuff that's fine uh, jump up this skill may be still be used if the player is prone or has lost their tackle zone fair enough safe pair of hands this skill may still be used if the player is prone I wonder if that's just a sequencing thing so they get knocked prone then they put the ball down potentially. Foul appearance. This skill may be used if a player is prone, stunned or has lost their tackle zone. Makes sense. Ironhard skill. Uh, Ironhard skin. Same thing again. Ball and chain. This trait must still be used if a player is prone or has lost their tackle zone. So we're doing a lot of tackle zone stuff here. Um, Bombardier. Any standing players hit by the explosion are placed prone. Uh, loner x plus this trait must still be used if a player is prone or has lost their tackle zone regeneration this trait must be yeah, prone stunned tackle zone still works the right stuff the same again stunty the same again timber the same again wizard here we go uh, page 94 wizard you may cast this spell at the end of either player's team turn 
before the next team turn begins. So you cannot wizard ball them at the start of their turn, only at the end of yours. So it happens outside of their team turn. So if you fireball them at the start of their turn and they've got the ball and the ball pops out, that's a fumble, that's a turnover. You cannot do that anymore. You can only do it at the end of your turn before their turn starts. Okay, this is the end step. This is the end step. Uh, redraft. Ugh. Add the following to the end of the section. A team's dedicated fans value will carry over to the new team draft list. Teams do not have to pay for these. They are free, though they will still affect a team's team's value. I don't think, I don't think dedicated fans affected their team value. Maybe I was wrong. And then some why there's five pages of emptiness there for this. So that is the May Designers Commentary FAQ. Okay. What are the big catchaways, big takeaways here? Um, a reminder that bonehead uh, means so losing your tackle zones, hypnogaze, hypnogaze, bonehead, animal savagery. Losing your tackle zones loses your skills for that period of time as well. So if it's your turn and your guard ogre is standing next to someone you want to punch, guard does not work until you switch that player back on. Same now for hypnogaze. So while hypnogaze is not brilliant odds and it's always a risky skill, it will be a great combo piece now. Like I said, for example, with a war dancer, one dude comes up to him, hypnogazes all his skills off, the next guy comes in and flattens him to the ground. If that's what you're doing with it, then I approve, I guess. Um, Hail Mary Pass nerf is a bit sad for Snucklings. It now means that instead of a cheeky 4 or 5 plus or whatever it was, it, you're now doing it on a 6 and it's mostly going to be throwing bombs in your backfield. They don't cause turnovers. Snuckling players are not going to be put off by this. It's just going to be a lot less effective, which is sad. Um, it does mean that the passing stat up gets better. A very expensive way to build artillery but the guys are 20k apiece so i think it's probably all right um what else was there so skills not being able to be used in your opponent's turn like dodge and things like that does make sense um i think that's different to how it used to be but maybe not a lot of the balancing stuff there for you know uh sweltering heat and things like that that works i like that a lot and the rest of it was just mostly clarification um and yeah, I think it think it's fine. I think it's fine. Hail Mary Pass is a bit of a nerf. Um, the skills being switched off is something to be aware of. I like that some of our skills got better. Hypnogaze kind of got better with the way it interacts here. Foul appearance definitely got better. So actually, if you're a mutation wielding team, this is this is interesting. It got a bit better on that one. Um, and uh, even though you can't use dodge while you're doing it on the ball. With multiple players, uh, tell you what, if you're an elf team, everybody on having on the ball, if they throw the ball, half your team's moving now. That's that's definitely one to watch, although it's a passing skill, so it's not going to come up that often. Unless you are high elves or pro elves. Interesting. Having everyone gain three squares with edge two plus um, could be really effective. A really effective way of shutting down the passing game. Anyway, guys, I just wanted to put this together to read through it. To, to kind of chat about some of the key things because this is um this is the biggest update i think we're gonna get in a little while we've had death zone uh, i was hoping we'd see some bits for death zone um clarifying sevens and stuff like that but uh, it'll be fine it's only a game and uh we can all kind of figure out the best way to play and share knowledge and i just want to say let's be positive about this like yes i know the rules are not what they used to be they are different the league rules for example in my opinion I know it's it's sweet to roll like plus one strength on a dude for, for no reason, but it doesn't make your league better that way. 
um, it, 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 the league rules are good. So if we're having to lose the uh, the Hail Mary Pass bomber, but we're gaining a better league environment, then overall it's still a very positive gauge. Anyway, please let me know what you think about the FAQ and the carnage out there on the internet about uh, people's having their cheese moved. It's been fun, and uh, I'm going to disappear and uh, have a lovely weekend, guys. We'll be back soon with more Blood Bowl content. Happy blocking.